what most men in the world don't realize is that we can become as multi-orgasmic as any woman that you may have possibly met in your life. Hi, this is Shashi Saluna from Tantra Made Easy, and I'm very excited today um, because I have a topic that I am a speaker that I think is so needed in the world, which is how can men be multi-orgasmic? And uh, I have an expert on the topic, <laughs> which is uh, Kia Shanti. He is the filmmaker of Sex to Spirit. Um, uh, so big tantric movie. He's also written a fantastic novel called Tantra Island, which is coming out soon. So um, he's an amazing creator of um, really the art of Tantra, bringing it out into the world. But he has a very important message as well, and that's what I want to dig a little deeper into today. So hi, Kia. Hi there. Thank nice you. to meet you. <laughs> Thank you for being willing to come and share. Um, so... Your, your big passion from chatting with you is that, you know, your message, which I love, is that men can be multi-orgasmic, right? I mean, let's just jump right in there with that because I think that's mm -hmm. fantastic. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so what, 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 is, what do you mean by that? Do you want to just sort of tell us what okay. that means? What is, yeah, what yeah. is a multi-orgasmic man? So a multi-orgasmic man, in my eyes, is one who has actually opened the, the energy pathways, the energy, energy channels in his body, so that he's able to enter into whole body orgasmic states. Um, obviously, when some people hear multi-orgasm, what they think is like, oh, so if I'm a guy, then I'm going to come lots of times. Right, yeah. yeah. And, and yeah. actually, that is obviously like a big misunderstanding in the world of tantra it's not about an actual explosive ejaculatory orgasm mm -hmm. it's more about let's find the tools the practices the techniques to um, work with that orgasmic energy but then raise it up through the body and expand it so that you're then going into that whole body orgasmic state okay great so let's just break that down because some people who are listening to this podcast new to tantra so um this idea, so what we call an orgasm in the mainstream world, in the Commonwealth, is um, is for men having an ejaculation, right? It's kind mm -hmm. of having this peak orgasm and an ejaculation. And what you're saying is multi-orgasm isn't like repeated number of those, but it's actually a whole different kind of orgasm. Mm -hmm. And so are you saying that this is, instead of ejaculating, um, you're having an, an orgasm that goes up through the whole body? Yeah. And which is even more satisfying and powerful and, and will, you know, has the potential to bring you to your knees or to open you to all that is. <laughs> so it suddenly kind of like breaks way out of just a physical experience to become an energetic experience, a spiritual experience. And obviously one, if you're with a partner, where you are communing, communing and entering into union together with all that you believe in so to me it's like it's not just a bit better it's like exponentially whole next level better <laughs> so uh, so tell us the difference between how you feel afterwards because obviously you've known both mm -hmm. so when you are having the ejaculation style orgasms and when mm -hmm. you're having these get you to your knees open you to god kind of orgasms how do you feel afterwards what's the you know if you can just kind of put your mind there and remember how that was and how this is and how you feel afterwards 
Because people are interested in benefits as well. You know, it's like, <laughs> what, what's it going to bring? Um, I mean, I guess at points it's a little bit of a kind of like you you feel so blown open by everything that, um, I mean, I guess the phrase that springs to mind in this moment is like feeling like you've been fucked open by God. You know, <laughs> it's like you, you feel like um, a lovemaking has happened where your body has opened so fully um, that you're you're kind of almost a little bit like speechless and blown to a point where you can't quite put it into words. Um, and versus, you know, obviously a regular ejaculatory orgasm, you can have a nice sensation in, in you know, which can feel like it's in either one part of the body. It may feel like it, it spreads out a little bit from that but it ultimately still feels like a bit of a physical localized Mm -hmm. experience. Mm -hmm. And for a moment it's very satisfying. And then afterwards you then feel depleted and, you know, kind of ready to roll over and fall asleep. Mm -hmm. So I kind of wish this was a visual uh, interview right now because (laughs) (laughs) for everybody listening, as Kia's describing this tantric orgasm, he's opening his arms and moving his body and, you know, just showing what it looks like to have this energy kind of rising up through you which is great. Kia, how did you discover this? How did you, this is the important question, you know, Mm -hmm. how did you move from being a regular guy, having regular orgasms Mm -hmm. to being a multi-orgasmic man? Um, It was very much as a result of committing to go deeper into it or or committing to going into Tantra Mm -hmm. and going and, you know, so seven years or so ago, um, Obviously, we started making a certain movie about Tantra that's coming out, Sex to Spirit. <laughs> and as you know, as I was on the verge of starting that project, I was like, okay, if I'm going to really make this, then I can't just be the one that's outside, that's an external viewer onto this strange world of Tantra. I need to immerse myself fully, so I need to learn it and embody it. That's a dedicated filmmaker. Yeah. You're not just going to film it, <laughs> you're going to feel it. Totally. <laughs> and I still remember, in fact, one of the things that felt like it was like a pivotal, pivotal moment, and it was with a, a workshop that you were leading oh. where we were opening the <laughs> microcosmic orbit. Ah. And it was kind of funny because at the time, I still remember, I got partnered up with someone, and they're kind of like tapping my spine and and inviting this new energy well not a new energy channel but this energy channel to open mm-hmm. um and and in the moment of receiving it, i was a little bit like i must admit in the moment i was i don't know if this is working i'm not feeling anything mm-hmm. this isn't quite doing it for me this is kind of pissing me <laughs> off da, da, da. <laughs> and and yeah by the end of it i was a little bit like oh i think i can feel something i'm not quite sure what it is but then what was interesting was over the say the the week that followed that process, I started noticing like, oh, I can feel this this circuit more. Like I can start playing with this. So it's it mm-hmm. sort of felt like it, it got opened, and then it it took some days or mm-hmm. or yeah, or maybe a week to then really start feeling like, oh, I can feel more energy now. Mm-hmm. And um, and then obviously then you can start really starting to follow it, track it and learn how to move it as well. That's really great to hear. I mean, especially as I was the facilitator. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, let me just say for those who are listening, who are new to this word. Um, so the microcosmic orbit, this is a teaching that Master Mantak Chia brought to the West um, some 30 years ago. And it comes from China, it comes from the Taoist system actually of Tantra, or actually it's Taoist. And um, 
And, and what we're doing with the microcosmic orbit is um, opening an energy pathway quite gently, as, as you described, um, using tapping and hands and awareness. And this energy pathway goes up the spine. So same as tantric practice, but this is the, the Taoist version, goes up the spine and um, it's, it's a portal, it's a, it's a channel that allows your sexual energy to transform into, into love and into spiritual energy. And there are certain pumps along the spine that are very important because it's like oil refining. So it goes from crude oil into refined oil. So it goes from crude sexual energy, which is quite heavy and dense. And that's the stuff that normally people kind of <gasps> and ejaculate out of the body or orgasm out of the body. And instead of losing it, you're bringing it up the spine and it's refining. And so as it refines, you start feeling this kind of love energy and then this kind of spiritual energy and light and all these things you're describing. And it goes up the spine and it comes down the front of the body. So it's a full circuit. Um, and that is best passed from somebody um, who initiates, like yeah. you, yeah. Uh, initiates you into it. Um, somebody else who's who's had it opened can open it on you. So that's just for the listeners who are wondering, what was that thing? Mm -hmm. <laughs> so that's really great. So that was a subtle experience, but you realized that it had actually opened up this mm -hmm. portal and your yeah. energy was moving. Yeah. So that's great. So you were practicing Tantra and doing workshops and filming it, mm -hmm. um, and it was these practices that that helped you to become multi-orgasmic. Yeah. Do you remember your first lovemaking experience that was different from the rest? <laughs> um, uh, or maybe a pivotal one that stands out as being, or was it a gradual shift? I mean, I guess in a way, um, what felt qualitatively different was when I first went into a relationship with uh a tantric partner mm -hmm. um, and that felt qualitatively different in part because we were you know in a, essentially we were both on board with the idea of like okay let's explore this connection this lovemaking in a way that's not going to bring you to orgasm so we're both on the same page with it mm -hmm. um, and so there was something that yeah that, that very much unfolded but definitely it was helped by having a partner who who also understood it. Okay, so yeah. then the two of you together started to have tantric lovemaking, full energy, orgasm experiences. Yeah, yeah. So I think a lot of men when they... Sometimes just with clothes on. Some, yeah. yeah, so right. So what you're talking about is also sometimes called energy orgasm, right? Yeah. Um, rather than a physical orgasm. Mm -hmm. um, so um, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, some men when they're learning these practices... Um, they're so focused on not ejaculating, right? So this is what I hear that they're like, oh, tantra, that means not ejaculating. But then they just actually kind of use a lot of muscle power to not ejaculate and can get blue balls. So can you speak a little technically? Because, you know, I, I know about these things as a teacher, but I don't have the equipment to have first-hand experience. <laughs> so maybe you can share if you've, you've played around with it. Have you ever explored just holding it back and then feeling that it's still there and aching? versus opening the channels or did it just go straight into your channels can you speak a little on for, for the men out there um what do they need to do to be aware of this difference so it's a good question <laughs> i definitely did notice when i was first starting that there would be periods where i was experiencing blue balls a bit mm -hmm. um and 
In fact, there was a certain point where it was like a kind of like, okay, who do we ring? How do we sort this out? Like, <laughs> and I think actually we rang someone, someone from the local tantric school saying like, okay, this is the problem. How do we solve it? Um, I've it, had those messages. From people. <laughs> <laughs> um, and their, their response was to, uh, I think it was to do one of, what's that classic Agama? Uriana Banda. Um, Uriana Banda. Right, yeah, yogic yeah, technique. Yeah. yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's one that... Um, did that help? It did help some. Mm-hmm. What about um, massage? Because that's what I would say. I would say massage the testicles because it's stagnating energy. Yeah, and then massage, start helped, to, massage helped with it as yeah. well. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's, it was curious because I couldn't quite work out, like, well, what exactly am I doing that's causing that? Yeah. As in other, uh, other times, it would just very naturally and easily, um, it felt that the energy was rerouting through the orbit. Mm-hmm. And obviously, there's a few things like even just simple contractions of the perineum that can invite the movement of that energy right. anyway. Right. So you started um, exploring the tools to make sure the energy gets up, basically. Yeah, yeah. So I think that's really key, isn't it? Because if a man's just focusing on not ejaculating, it's much more likely to get stuck. Mm -hmm. Uh, Whereas if he's focusing on opening the channels, it's less likely to happen. So the intention is probably important as well as the tools. Yeah. Let's just break down those tools for our listeners because I know this topic is so interesting to guys. Um, So the breakdown um, would be, can you... Can you literally describe what, like, Uriana Banda, a lot of people don't know what that means, um, that it's using breath retention, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So um, if you have blue balls, let's give a little, you know, point one, point two. You can massage the testicles. Mm-hmm. And yeah. can you explain what the breath is as well you can in audio? <laughs> Obviously, it's good to go and get a practitioner to teach you this. Um, so... One thing I've found that's been good is is just to contract the perineum um, and with the breath, do an inhale so that you're drawing the energy upwards. Um, even things as simple as actually physically drawing the hand from, say, the sex center and drawing it up towards the heart as yeah, well. Yeah. Things like that. Again, like literally anything that is going to bring your awareness so that you're drawing it away from where the energy is built up. Yeah, that in itself can start really shifting. Okay, great. So these are some good tips. And again, I just want to say again and again, it's good to go and get a proper teacher because this is strong energy. Mm-hmm. And if you play around with it too much on your own, you know, you can get it stuck somewhere or get over energized. But for those who already have a bit of a practice, um, the general recommendation is massage the testicles and the lingam because that literally the massage is not about pleasure here. It's about moving energy that might be stuck. So mm. it's about kind of pulling the testicles and shaking them even. Um, so a little massage can help. But this main thing you're sharing is the orgasmic upward draw. And it's the Taoist name for it, which is to inhale and pull up the perineum with a sharp inhale and to really imagine also that you're pulling up that sexual energy up the spine. And you can also use your hands to draw it up and your intention to draw it up. And if you hold the breath then for a moment and let it accumulate at your crown or your third eye, and, you know, then, then basically you're helping to start move that energy. Yeah. Yeah. Great. So um, exciting stuff for, for men. Mm -hmm. Um, So I want to talk a little more, like I, I 
work with with you Kira and we hang out together and so I observe you <laughs> and um you know I, I one thing I'm always amazed at is I see you dancing on the dance floor uh with a you know and you connect with a woman and it's like the two of you are making love with your clothes on in the middle of the dance floor you're both shaking and <gasps> and having this incredible time and you know to some people it's like what is going on there you know mm-hmm. um obviously in tantra world you get used to these things but <laughs> <laughs> It's positively normal for it's us. It's positively these days. normal. But can you describe what is that? Did you discover that by accident? Um, and what is it about dancing? And what are you experiencing in that? And you know, I've you know, I've always wanted to run over with a microphone and interview. <laughs> kind of busy in that moment. <laughs> so, um, I mean, I've been into dance for for many years and been leading ecstatic dance for about ten plus years now. Um, so, for me, initially, that state initially I was just fascinated about entering into it myself so going into an ecstatic state through dance on my own and at a certain point there was definitely a switch where I was like well this is great and there's a whole world of people around me you know like how is it to bring this 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 kind of state but into connection with someone else Mm -hmm. and um and so yeah in a way, you know, obviously not everyone is able to go into that state. So the interesting thing is having those spontaneous moments on the dance floor where you're just suddenly, you know, almost bump into someone by accident on the dance floor and then, a, and then <laughs> the dance starts naturally unfolding and then suddenly there's energy starts moving. So part of it is a, is a feeling of energy transfer between the two bodies. Mm-hmm. And if you're with someone else who knows how to go into ex- ecstasy, and it's almost like ecstasy builds ecstasy. Mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. if one of you is going into something and then the other one is is aligning to that, then it's almost like you're building a collective field of energy and mm. ecstasy together. Mm-hmm. Um, so that can just become really <laughs> juicy. And obviously it can, it can look very um, orgasmic and, and external. And then at other points, it can be the stillest meeting place of two humans touching connecting and actually then it can it can feel like we're, we're we're soaring but it's not so much on the physical level it's more on the energetic or i don't know at times it feels like we're kind of charting other realms mm-hmm. through the mm-hmm. dance which start becoming hard to even even put words to mm-hmm. it is mm-hmm. that space that's beyond the words that we're mm-hmm. we're sharing them together mm. so it's not that you're going out on the dance floor and doing something to a woman it's that the two of you meet and there's an openness so that this experience can happen and so you're both saying yes to something that's happening through you yeah, yeah. rather than something you're doing so it's not like a technique I mean I, what I know about teaching men <laughs> is they always want the technique they always want mm. step one step two step three and I imagine some of them are get frustrated at this point because it's like, what? You know, how does that happen? You know, they, they want to, to, I mean, that's the thing about the masculine is often it wants to be more active, but it sounds like you're kind of receiving it. Yeah. So what could a man do to make himself more likely? What practices do you think are helpful for a man to make it more likely that that kind of spontaneous energy orgasm experience can happen to him? Um, I would recommend biggest things would be hit the dance floor as much as you can Mm -hmm. whether that's with a group of people or even at home on your own dancing Mm -hmm. so that and through that sensitizing to your energy right um 
And then the other one, which obviously we both love, is uh, is shaking. Shaking oh. to me is like it. it <laughs> as I, I think you've said yourself before, it's like it is one of the kind of cornerstone tantric practices. Yeah, and it is such a practice that can uh, shift your state of consciousness and get you into an ecstatic state. Yeah, yeah. And so obviously, as we both know, if we were to stand now and to just start allowing the body to to shake, the knees are bouncing. Um, the whole body is starting to go into a, it could be a gentle tremble, it could be a really strong uh, external shake. And with that, as you're, it's, it's, what I find interesting with the shake is that it can feel both you're emptying out and clearing anything old and stagnant. Mm-hmm. And then in that emptying out, you're creating the new space for fresh energy to come in. And mm-hmm. so, and so then you do start feeling like you're being flooded almost by a waterfall of of energy which which starts feeling ecstatic mm-hmm. so a guy who wants to become more ecstatic and more multi-orgasmic he would literally just put on great music stand on the floor and begin shaking his knees and letting his body tremble it could be as simple as that yeah yeah yeah, yeah. and with that if you're new to a practice <clears throat> like that you may then have some resistance because it's a bit strange it's a mm-hmm. bit funny also it can feel a bit uncomfortable at times as well when you yeah. first start shaking you can feel like you're almost like shaking up all the mud. Uh-huh. So it's kind of getting all stirred up and a bit messy for a while uh-huh. um, before it, it <laughs> before then starts the feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So I still remember when I first started shaking like years ago, like 10, 12, even, even more years ago. Um, initially, it was one of those like, oh, this is uncomfortable. This feels not so nice in my body. But mm-hmm. then I would find that if I kept on shaking through that Mm -hmm. it would be like there would just be like layers upon layers so Mm -hmm. so for a while it might feel uncomfortable then that feels like it falls away and then there's a whole other level and level you know just layers and layers of of different experiences so the the message is if you try shaking and you're finding you're full of resistance you feel stiff you feel stupid you feel pain uh, keep going yeah yeah yeah, (laughs) what about um the breath and you know because i know that you're a big fan of breath work and yeah. um, I presume that that's a part of it as well. Yeah, so so usually how I would guide the shake would be to invite people to breathe fully in so that they're breathing not just into the belly but also right into the chest as well on the mm-hmm. in-breath and then letting the out-breath just be a real let-go. So that let-go right. is of of the breath and, and of the, you know, sort of the, the carbon dioxide and things that are now used um, but also you're breathing out anything else. So it could be, you know, things that are holding you back. Even in that moment from melting fully into it, it could be stuff that's just been like stress build up stress for the week and, or yeah, whatever yeah, yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. So obviously, you know, some people, what I notice with these kind of practices, they want to they wanna get to the ecstasy. Yeah, It's almost like an ecstatic dance where you get there and you, you know, some DJs will just ramp it straight into an ecstatic and they want everyone to just go, go, go straight into the ecstasy. <laughs> And obviously, for some, and I personally, I feel that most human bodies need some warm up time. Yeah, you know, like it's we, if we're trying to rush too much quickly to the ecstasy peak, then we're actually going to fake it. We're going to end up faking it. Yeah, yeah. It's going to be a a bit of a forced uh, thing, which externally might look impressive. But actually, internally, may not be a truly connected experience. Yeah, but right. It's really, not the real really thing. Yeah. So you know, basically, if some if a man wants to be multi orgasmic and ecstatic, 
there's no bypassing. You're going to have to go through shaking out stress and tension. Because a lot of guys I know these days, of course, are working at desks and on computers and their bodies are stiff and they're stressed. And so it's really hard to let energy flow through your body when Mm -hmm. you're in a state of contraction and tension, right? So presumably shaking is a very fast and easy practice. One of the best. um, For just directly releasing. Yeah. Um, as is going dancing regularly. So these yeah. are like the most important precursors to being full body orgasmic. And um, within that, I'd say, you know, we have this kind of general thing of like, if it feels good, then it's good. If it feels bad, then it's it's bad and maybe we should stop. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and actually within shaking or, or also ecstatic dance as well. And this also extends right into lovemaking. Um, the more you can get comfortable with just embracing whatever is arising, whether it's the most ecstatic, amazing experience, or whether it's you feeling your most contracted, most, you know, like the shittiest part (laughs) might suddenly come to the surface and you feel terrible. Yeah. And obviously some people might think, oh, well, that's not ecstasy. So I must be doing it wrong. Yeah. It's actually, well, actually, no, you're doing it right. You're feeling whatever you need to be feeling. Right. Uh, which may be in the way of reaching the ecstasy. And if you can fully feel it it. and go through it, then on the other side of it, I guarantee you there is a lot of ecstasy and a lot of energy. That's very good advice because you're right. A lot of people would stop and go, oh, this doesn't feel good. Mm. And actually you've got to go go through that stage if you want to get to the genuine ecstasy and the genuine orgasm. Yeah. Let's talk about um, breath for a moment because, mm-hmm. um, you know, you are also a breathwork facilitator. Yeah. And, um, you know, like sometimes, I mean, breathwork has got its own field in our new age world, but it's it's such a big part of Tantra as well. And um, so, you know, could you just speak a little bit, if you can put it into words, of how is breathing connected to being multi-orgasmic? you can just through the breath go into multi-orgasmic states. That's my experience of it. <laughs> so it's very connected. <laughs> uh, so it's very connected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and f- so my background was I trained originally in rebirthing breath work. And initially, if I'm honest, I didn't really see it as a tantric tool as such. Mm-hmm. I just saw it more as, well, this is a really powerful healing tool, it's getting me into altered states, it's helping me heal. Mm-hmm. Um, so I was going into it through that. And it was only through then coming into Tantra some years after that, and then realizing like, oh, they keep using all these breathwork techniques mm-hmm. within this, this is interesting. Um, and and so even something as simple, I mean, with rebirth and breath, it's, it's this circular breath, which maybe I won't go into it too much now because it's a bit too complex to intro it. It's a very, very powerful activating breath. And one that actually what I do now is um, I'll do breathwork journeys which are partnered. So you'll sit facing a partner, go into this breathing. Mm. And if you enter fully into that breathing, you will go into an orgasmic ecstatic state. Mm. And if you're with a partner that's ready to meet you there, then you can actually ride that journey together. Mm-hmm. So, so that's a method to experience powerful. energy orgasm with your clothes on. Mm-hmm. I mean, obviously you could do it naked, but with your clothes on, 
without penetration, without actually having sex, yeah. but you can experience full body orgasm together or energy orgasm together. Through the, so would you then use that in lovemaking or does, you know, does the breathing matter while you're making love? Yes. I, I wouldn't personally go say so fully into a full rebirthing breath if I'm, if I'm yeah. in lovemaking. Um, but I would definitely be breathing deep. Um, and, and it, and either using that in general to energize the body and also, and also at times really allowing full permission for the sound on the exhale, mm -hmm. which can also in its own right start creating an opening space in the body so that things can be released on some level and again to create more space for other things. So sound on the exhale meaning? Could be a sigh. It could be as simple as... Ah, okay. and you're kind of letting the sound almost tumble through the body. Mm -hmm. And as it's tumbling through the body, it's actually kind of like shaking things up a little bit, mm -hmm. creating more space. Mm -hmm. um, and with your, if you're with a partner who's also happy to explore that, then you can keep allowing the sounds and then gradually the sounds start weaving with one another. So the sounds mm -hmm. in themselves start making love. <laughs> and and then as you're on that journey, then it it takes its own path and then can mm -hmm. gradually you can gradually just build it and build it and build it with the breath and with your shared focus together. Mm -hmm. And you can just ride that right the way into ex ecstasy and, and mm -hmm. whole body orgasm. So this is great <laughs> information. So I'll just recap it. So you're saying that in lovemaking, obviously before lovemaking, it's good to do dancing, open your microcosmic orbit and do some shaking. So some yeah. practices before. But then when you're actually making love, rather than it being kind of like techniques of, you know, rub the clitoris this way and da, 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 it's more like just get together and start breathing and and sounding. <sighs> and then as you as you breathe and sound and follow the energy, it's going to start automatically going into this kind of energy orgasm and and I loved what you just said that the two sounds start making love first mm -hmm. and you just follow that so it's like the sound actually opens the door the breath and the sound opens the door into this um orgasmic state together yeah so rather Absolutely. than a technique one person does to the other it's two people going into this uh orgasmic ecstatic state yeah, yeah. it's very exciting there's something as you were speaking there that that started to flag on my side. Um, one thing that I think is one of the biggest challenges for men is to give full permission to all of their emotions, mm. especially in the realm of, say, being seen in their vulnerability, mm -hmm. which for a lot of men, if you've grown up in a traditional society, you've been told from, from age dot, you've been told, boys don't cry, mm -hmm. don't show your feelings, da-da-da-da-da-da. And so obviously we bring all of that into our relationships with us uh, as we're getting older. And, and I just have noticed that it has probably been one of the biggest um, transformations in my life to actually start embracing, okay, what if it would be okay for me to have a moment where I'm breaking down and falling to pieces mm. Um, say in the midst of, of my lovemaking with my partner. Mm -hmm. um, and and obviously before before coming into tantra world, the idea of that was like, no way. 
like, I'm not going to show all of that. Like, like, if they see that, they're going to run away. Yeah. Or they're going to think I'm crazy. You know? <laughs> so there's all these preconceptions of like, no, can't do that because of what society's taught us, blah, blah, mm. blah. Um, once you enter into the world of Tantra and then you start seeing that, hey, what if it's okay to embrace all of these emotions? And in fact, what if it's actually an essential part of reaching the multi-orgasmic states, I think, is mm -hmm. to be fully able to embrace all the emotions mm -hmm. within ourselves and also within our partner. Mm -hmm. And one thing that my breathwork teacher has said over years, and I've always found, found it fascinating, she would say at points like sexuality is like quicksilver in the sense that it can move so fast from one thing to the next. And maybe you've had that experience. You, you might be having the most glorious lovemaking and then from one moment to the next, one of you is breaking down and crying. Mm -hmm. You may not even know what it's about, mm -hmm. but it's almost like you were going in a certain direction and then suddenly you've done a, what seems like a complete U-turn into a whole new space. Mm. Now, if you're able in that moment to say yes to that, mm. then actually that, that moment of the breakdown, the tears, is carrying you both into an even deeper state of meeting and of coming into union mm. and so suddenly it starts opening up more space for for the love in general which includes loving every single part of of ourselves mm -hmm. and of our partner as well accepting all those parts that we've rejected before like tears yeah. and emotions and yeah. yeah and obviously if you're with a partner that's able to not just be okay with that but actually love it as well then then that starts becoming one of the safest containers that you can possibly create with mm -hmm. anyone. Mm -hmm. um, and so obviously there is this thing, you know, yes, I agree. Men want to know the technique. And the, the irony with going into Tantra <laughs> world is there's a certain point where um, there may be some techniques that you can learn, but there's another aspect which is the feminine within all of us uh -huh. that has to surrender into the flow. Yeah. And, the, and no specific set te technique is going to work every single time mm -hmm. in that feminine flow. Mm -hmm. So um, I do see that, of course, it's totally beneficial as a man to go out and learn some techniques. And alongside that, I think it's really key to find what I feel are more quote-unquote feminine practices mm -hmm. that can allow a man to enter into a flow state. Mm -hmm. So that could be through dance, it could be through shaking. Um, and once you you get more and more used to that flow state, then that naturally then starts feeding into your lovemaking mm -hmm. as well. Wow, amazing. Yeah. So let's do a little recap because there's so much that you've shared and I'm going to see if I can do that into because it's nice for people after they've listened to kind of have something to take home. Sure. So... Um, we started off sharing that multi-orgasmic, to be a multi-orgasmic man is not having a series of ejaculatory style orgasms, but actually shifting to a whole different type of orgasm, yeah. which is to let that sexual energy rise up and flow through the whole body and take you into a state of ecstasy. And that that usually then means there's no ejaculation. So it's like the mm -hmm. no ejaculation is a side effect really, rather than the aim of it. Yeah. The aim is to let energy rise. And then you shared that, uh, I said, how did that happen? How did that happen to you? How did you get there? And um, you you said having your microcosmic orbit open, so that Taoist practice of opening the energy channels yeah. consciously 
and dancing and shaking and breathing. So that's nice. Like we've got a bit of a toolbox, even though they're tools that lead you into a state of surrender. They're at least something that people can go out and, and do. And yeah. then finally, you were sharing the importance of being okay with emotions um, and, and yours and your partners and just letting whatever wants to come through, come through. Which I think that's a big part of your message because also you shared that about shaking and dancing and breathing, that whatever comes up, you just say yes to it and let it through yeah. because there's ecstasy on the other side of all of it. It's, Absolutely. You know, that's a big part of uh, the process. I, well, I'm really excited to, um, to share all of this. It's wonderful to have a man step up and courageously share this, um, especially because even in the Tantra world, I still see men who are still following the concept that only the woman's body is multi-orgasmic. So there are a mm -hmm. lot of men learning how to massage a woman, well, which is great. Thank you guys for learning that. <laughs> learning how to massage a woman and touch a woman in a way that she becomes multi-orgasmic. But I think um, from a lot of men I know from the Tantra world, they don't even realize that they can also be multi-orgasmic and they can also let that energy through their bodies and that then both people can enter this state of ecstasy together. So I think yeah. that's really exciting that that's your message and your experience. And I really hope to see you teaching more men in the world. Mm -hmm. um, you know, being me, I'm probably going to nudge you until you make that <laughs> online course. But, you know, I think it's it's really good information for men. I'm trying to remember, I met a guy recently who said, um, I think he was watching our film, you know, or a trailer of our film. And he said he saw a man, uh, Bob, I guess, our, our main character, Yes, he saw our film and he saw a man, Bob, in this multi-orgasmic experience. And, and for him, he'd done Tantra for a while and not realized that it was possible for men as well. Mm -hmm. And he said just seeing that on the film changed his life. Yeah. It's just giving him the permission and realization that this can happen for men as well. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's an important message, I think. Absolutely. Because it's even yeah. in the Tantra world, not everybody's hearing that and understanding that. So totally. Yeah. And I think some, some men can get very much into this thing of like, okay, I'm Shiva. I'm the witness consciousness. I'm going to be the one that's holding the space. The woman's going to be the one she's the Shakti. So she's going to let the energy move. Yeah. And so, but obviously if we get so much into that extreme polarization, then you may be a very effective space holder and witnessing presence. Um, and yes, you can, even from that, you can you can feel and experience something from that. It's not yeah. that there's, uh, it's not that that experience is invalid. Yeah, um, it's powerful in its own right, um, and obviously there's a whole other level which would be where you also are entering into your shakti. Yeah, and 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 then it becomes a really interesting dance because you've got um, two masculine and feminine energies interplaying with one another. Mm -hmm. So your masculine feminine is then dancing and meeting with their masculine mm -hmm. feminine. And it really does then become a dance of, at, at, at times one of you naturally becomes the masculine mm -hmm. and, and is penetrating the other person in some way, whether mm -hmm. that's energetically or physically, mm -hmm. um, and then vice versa. And, and, and it just becomes such a beautiful dance, mm -hmm. which allows us to embrace all the parts of ourselves. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So just to um, translate that wonderful um, <laughs> tantric terminology, we use the word shakti to mean the feminine, which also means energy. 
And um, we use the word Shiva to mean the masculine, which is consciousness. And then often, then a woman can play Shakti and be orgasmic, and a man can be the space holder and be aware of that orgasm. That is one way of interacting. But what you're saying is that a woman, of course, also has an inner masculine. She can be conscious, yeah. luckily. And a man also <laughs> has energy and he's alive. And so actually two sovereign beings who have activated both, so a woman who has you know, meditated and got awareness as well as sensitized to her energy and a man who's done the same, then you've got two whole people meeting and it's more of a dance than a one-way interaction or... Yeah. Yeah. Great. Well, I think that's a lot of information to be sharing with people. Um, and um, have you got anything you'd like to say to guys who've listened to this and want to make a change? What's the first thing they should do? What's a, an easy take-home um, call to action? Call to action. Hit the dance floor. Hit the dance floor. Find somewhere where you can learn shaking it. It, it is really good to go and find someone that that kind of knows yeah. how, to, how to do it or can share a transmission. Yeah. And it is definitely one of those things where um, I've been doing it for 12 plus years and I still feel like it. it's like I still learn something from it. Yeah, it's still yeah. something that continues to be um, something that I keep learning and gaining more and more from. Oh, that's great. Yeah. It looks, I mean, when you think about shaking, you think there's not a lot that can happen with it, but it's nice to hear that. So if you're interested in that, um, I know that I can recommend finding any Osho Center because they have a meditation every day called Kundalini where you'll do 15 minutes of shaking. So that's yeah. an easy way to find it in your local area. And then another is there's a Balinese teacher called Ratu Bagus. Uh, he's in Bali, obviously, but he has facilitators all over the world and they just do sort of like an hour or two of shaking <laughs> so those are a couple of places yeah. um and then when you say hit the dance floor you mean ecstatic dance ecstatic dance or contact dance or, or trance yeah. dance yeah some something in a conscious realm and not yeah. um out on a friday night with yeah with drug or drugs or alcohol yeah involved. yeah so yeah. find a conscious dance floor find a yeah. shaking teacher find somebody to open up your orbit and you are on your way yeah and Mantachia's multi-orgasmic man book is good. I, I would say it can feel a little bit overly technical for some people. Uh -huh. It's very much like, and now do this, and now do that, and now do that. So if you can, um, if that's not quite your style, then go find a teacher that's embodied mm -hmm. because they can give you the transmission mm -hmm. even more mm -hmm. powerfully than the book. Okay, so there you go. If you can't find a teacher, start with a book and then hopefully you can find a teacher. And then if none of that works, I'll squeeze an online course out of Kia and <laughs> we'll see if we can get that in the world. So thank you so much for sharing. Thank I think that you. was really fantastic. Yeah, and uh, guys, I hope you've enjoyed that and go out there and get multi-orgasmic.